You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. And we got ourselves another new caller. I'm so happy that we still have a regular stream of new callers. Because I feel like at some point you max out. Nope, they just keep on coming. So, uh, yeah, call in, man. Get invited. Because we're kind of at the tipping point where I feel like more people are calling in than not. So, unless you want to be that loser that doesn't call in. Or the guy that said he has throat cancer and can't, um, in which case it's totally fine. But otherwise, don't be a loser, man. Wow, MVS is going to MVS. The Packers sure dodged a bullet. That one, it looks like Dobbs, Love, Wicks, Reed, and Watson are all rated higher this year than MVS, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Aaron Rodgers. Imagine that. Hmm? I mean... I, I to be fair, kind of hard to pick on Aaron Rodgers because who know you know unlikely he tears his Achilles here in Green Bay or whatever. But I mean, it's not a hard question to ask. Would you rather have the twenty twenty three Rodgers Lazard MVS combo or the Love Watson Dobbs combo? I'll even just leave out Reeds and Reed and like just just go back to last year. We didn't know who we were going to have anyways. Which combo would you pick? No, I'm just saying. I do feel bad for MVS, though. That dude is just getting freaking dragged right now. And um, I didn't see it live, but obviously I saw what happened the next day. Game-winning touchdown to clinch it, and he just dropped it. It was a fairly tough catch, but it's one of those, dude, it's the NFL. You got you to gotta be able to get those uncontested, hit both hands the whole nine yards. But uh, I feel bad for him. That sucks. That's a rough one. The only remaining question, though, is what do we call you? I didn't get a name. I, I can see you have uh, a Milwaukee number, so you're in the Milwaukee area. You're dragging MVS. New school's better than old school. I don't want to call you, like, MVS dragger. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. Hmm. I, I, we got to turn to the robot, man. We, we, we're going to the robot early today. 
So the the first one, um, cheese had cheese had. My good lord, I'm going to give myself one more chance here. Cheesehead analyst. It's a lofty title. I asked for a list, and we got Brewtown Blitz. That's stupid. I mean, it's not, but I mean, it doesn't apply. The Milwaukee Maverick. Again, I botched another word. Packer Profit. You're almost better off not leaving your name. These are pretty flattering. Gridiron Guru of (laughs) Milwaukee. (laughs) Yes. The Lambo Analyst. Wisconsin Sites. You know, put together Wisconsin and Insights. It sounds like you're saying sin, though, so that's kind of stupid. Cheesehead Commentator. Title Town Talker. Green and Gold Guru. The Baybacker. Well, the initial one was Cheesehead Analyst. Of the list, Milwaukee Maverick is wild, although I don't know you're from Milwaukee. You could live in San Antonio, but you just didn't change your number. So we'll probably get rid of that one. Gridiron Guru of Milwaukee. We'll drop Brewtown Blitz, the Baybacker. What do we got here? I do like Milwaukee Maverick because it's so absurd. I'm just going to go with the, the original, the original Cheesehead Analyst. So I do hope you call back in and I hope you abide by the, the, the standard operating rules here. When I give you a stupid name, you, you call in and say, hey, this is Cheesehead Analyst. If you call in and say this is Bob from, you know, Skokie, a little bit of a letdown. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, um, speaking of somebody who couldn't call in because they had throat cancer, um, they actually texted me and said, hey, I don't know if you get text messages, but um, could I just text you and you could talk about it on the show? And my answer to that is always no. I mean, you you can like message me on social media and talk to me if you want, and I'm usually pretty good about getting back to people. It's getting a little harder with more and more messages. I'm getting a little bit more short with my answers, which I apologize for, but there's just a lot of them. But, you know, it's a call-in show. But in this case... I said I would make an exception because he says um, he no longer has a voice box. And I figure that's worthy of an exception. So Stenny from Oshkosh says, I thought the careful play calling on the last drive may have come back to haunt the pack. The team showed resilience at and flashes at times. Proud to see our receivers are beginning to understand their roles a little better. It was nice to hear our fans chanting Luke when Musgrave does something special. It seems that this is a theme for many years to come. Brings me back to the George Coons days. I forgot about that. That was really awesome. Here in the crowd. I mean, again, the crowd was fantastic this past week. But that was just a, a little bit of a cherry on top here in the crowd. Just go nuts screaming Luke after he caught a ball. And yes, I hope that's a thing for a long time to come. Ryan, Kyle from Madison. Shumming. What is up? It is such a glorious victory Monday today, isn't it? Oh, man. Um, about to fire up the after dark here. And uh, I'm sure I'll have to get through people being upset while they're watching the game to get to the euphoria at the end. That's, that's how it goes. That's all right. I'm looking forward to listening to it. Uh, I just wanted to call in kind of before I get persuaded in other directions maybe with my opinion kind of nice just to give an opinion before before other people kind of influence you i think makes sense um first and foremost it's actually funny you mentioned that because i i sometimes after a game have to decide how i want to play it whether i'm going to record you know monday's episode first to kind of get all my thoughts out or do i want to do after dark to kind of see like what the pulse of it is and, and you know sometimes they bring up stuff that i didn't think about that could be useful for the next podcast. So 
I also kind of go back and forth on what the best way to handle that is. Just with uh, in general with all the football yesterday, I know there's a let's tank for whoever crew out there. Um, you know, it's a very good cautionary tale unfolding right now, and, and I don't know obviously how all the chips will fall at the end of the day, but there's going to be a lot of people trying to convince you that they were all in on Stroud as the best quarterback from the very beginning. But let's be real. I mean, it was all, I don't know if it was 50-50, but a lot of people thought young, Stroud, it was a horse apiece. Well, I mean, the, I think the bottom line is the narrative was all these quarterbacks kind of suck. I mean, you know, obviously it depends, but there, there wasn't supposed to be a good quarterback in this class, first of all, and that clearly is not ending up to be the case with Stroud being quite good. And on top of that, it wasn't just between the two. I mean, there was a handful of other quarterbacks that people were convinced might be, you know, the guy. And there's we still got to see how this stuff plays out. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just – it's such a crapshoot. And, yeah, I mean, I, I know because I was even kind of wary. I was looking at it like, dude, this guy is unbelievably small. And it just seems kind of weird to me. I don't know. And they're like, no, that's stupid. That's nonsense. It doesn't matter. Um, this guy's got so much talent, you know, and, and then they go into his resume and how great he is. And they're not wrong. I mean, Bryce was an incredible college quarterback, but that doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Uh, that's why I didn't care about the Jordan Love thing so much. Like, well, he's bad in college. It's like, okay, well, granted, if you're good in college, that's better than if you're bad in college. Not that I even agree that Jordan was bad in college, but the point is, but it's it's not a one-to-one correlation. It really isn't. There are guys that were okay in college that have gone on to be break great pros, and there's tons and tons and tons and tons. Basically, everybody that goes into the NFL was was the best of the best in college. That's how you get into the NFL. Most do not. But also, most of the guys that get into the NFL suck. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I uh, you know, I, I think part of the fever of tank for is the draft community being so excited about the hype. And that's why every time we get into the draft portion, I always try to remind myself and everybody else that remember, this is fake. All this stuff about how great this guy's going, oh man, it's going to be so good. And our team's going to be great. Like that's fun and it's fake. It's meant for the off season when there are no ramifications and, and reality is whatever we make it out to be. But whenever like September rolls around, that's when reality comes in and usually it's very different. And that includes Marvin Harrison, by the way. There's no guarantee he's going to be a good football player. There just isn't. It's He probably will, but there is no guarantee. And that goes for the quarterbacks, that goes for the tackles, that goes for everybody. And while early returns, you know, are very one-sided, I guess that can always change. And Carolina has, I think, a worse team. But just because you tank for somebody and you give up the farm doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Like, it still might not work out. And How much does that suck, by the way, for Carolina? I mean, you gave away DJ Moore, and you gave away all these picks to move up to the number one spot, the absolute, you get to pick from the cream of the crop, the best of the best. And not only did you do all that, and you're not getting the return. But as you said, this guy's worse. Like he's not even, this guy's not even a backup right now. He's playing so bad. But not only that, there was a guy. <laughs> there was a guy sitting there and you took the wrong one. Like it's just, that is brutal. 
the value of what the Packers might have in Jordan Love, you know, I mean, again, early returns are positive, and this was very positive. But, man, there was a play, I believe it was at the end of the first quarter, or maybe the beginning of the second quarter, where we're backed up, we're on like the five or seven-yard line, and Love feels the pressure. He starts to step up in the pocket. Somebody's even grabbing his jersey, and he, like, gets away from him. He runs to the left, like at a sprint, and then somehow jumps and turns his body to throw a cross-body, like, 18-yard throw to, like, Wicks or somebody for a first down. Man, I got up out of my chair. I mean, that's probably not going to make the highlight reels, but just from a pure rarity of athleticism, that how many people can make that throw standpoint, I was like, whoa. And I keep hearing Mike Martz in my head saying, I would give up the farm (laughs) for Jordan Love because of the potential he has. And so while we're not there yet, I've been saying... Patience, man, patience. Let this kid be what he's going to be, and it may be some time, but we're starting to get there. I'm going to call back. Yeah, and he, he's, he has that kind of ability to, um, you know, make those kinds of throws and make them look easy. I mean, that, that was, as you said, escaping the pressure, keeping your eyes downfield, running to your left, contorting your body to the right, throwing sidearm, and getting it out to Wicks with – velocity and with accuracy and again just making it look easy it's just a thing just yep whatever good to go he has that ability we're not seeing it enough but that's the kind of stuff that can make that that makes people myself included believe that he can be not just good but great that's the reason i think the guy's going to be great or he's going to suck that's what i think anyways uh, we got to take our first break because i got to keep this a little bit short today But we will be right back with part two from Kyle. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Kyle from Madison. Hey. Continuing my point here. I think what could we possibly might have with our quarterback um, might be something really special. So just please, everybody, continue patience. I'm telling you, you know, everybody's journey to reaching, you know, the heights they can reach is different. Some people come in and they're like playing like Stroud. They're throwing five, six touchdowns in a game. You know, other people have a different, um, a different route. Um, so let's just see. I mean, as long as he continues to get better and it may not, it's not going to be a linear experience. There will be downs. Right now, we're kind of we're riding this upswing, but as long as you know, over several games, we see improvement. I mean, that's what it's all about now. How high is the ceiling for this quarterback? But good lord, I mean, there are some throws out there that are pretty ridiculous. You know, um, he's looking good. And let's let's talk about these receivers. I, you know, I know a lot of people want to let's get Marvin Harrison. Let's trade up. First of all, I don't. I think there's too many holes on this team still. Where I'm just not sure that Goody is going to be agreed offloading a ton of draft capital to move up. Maybe one of the thirds or something like that. But there's a lot of holes on this team, and to have five picks, you know, in the first three rounds, I'm expecting he's going to use four or five of those just to fill holes on this team. Um, but even if you get a receiver in the first or second round, like, so then what? You get, you're going to have Wicks be your fifth receiver? Like, I don't want that. Yeah. I want to see what these guys can do. I, this is looking pretty special. And these two, the two rookies this year especially, like, holy cow, the ascendancy is exponential here lately. And maybe some of that's the quarterback coming on, but I suspect it's kind of all of the above. Um, just these guys gelling. Uh, and let's just, I know we like to simplify this down to the basics, like, oh, overthrown or or drop pass, but there's so much more to it. The play where Dobbs raises his hand, he sees the coverage, and obviously is going off script there, and Love sees him see the coverage, boom, over the top. Freaking beautiful. Brings a tear to my eye, and this is the kind of stuff that's going that, to that, – that's the kind of play – where you're either you're a middle tier quarterback or you're an upper tier quarterback if you can do that stuff, you know. So, yeah, there's just a lot of exciting stuff. Thank God they didn't convert on that uh, walk off touchdown on the Chargers. My my heart couldn't have handled that, and so thank goodness it finally bounces our way for once. I think the team deserved it, man. All right, take care. Yeah, I think we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff. It's funny. I actually talked about a couple of those things. I think last night, but. You hadn't even heard that at that point. Um, the area where we're not 100% synced up would be, you know, you, you kind of mentioned how everybody has their own journey and some people take longer. Some people also suck, right? And some people make some good throws and get your hopes up and then end up being bad football players. I mean, we saw it from Trubisky. We saw it from um, Fields. We saw it from, you know, Zach Wilson and everybody else in between. I mean, everybody makes some nice throws and people get their hopes up and eventually it gets dashed. So I'm not quite where you are. It sounds like you're more or less 100% sold that 
we have arrived. I'm not really there. There's some nice throws. Um, I think most of these throws are throws that other people have made, maybe, maybe less so, or not quite in exactly the same form or fashion or way or whatever, but I just, I don't want to get too hyped up and, and in the other direction. We've, in, in my mind, we've gone from this guy is not good enough to be an NFL quarterback to if he can sustain this, this is good enough. I don't know if this is top five good enough, but it's probably top 10, get some pieces and we've got ourselves a team. So that would be probably where we have a gap. But at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because I think, you know, satisfied with the performance is satisfied with the performance. But I'm just not quite as gung-ho yet. I'm not as much. I'm, I'm a skeptic. At heart, I'm a skeptic. I came into this skeptical. And, um, you know, I saw things go really, really poorly for a long time, and that made me more skeptical. And now I see some positive things. And a couple games where we got four quarters of pretty good play, which has pulled me out of the mire and muck of this is just not going to happen. But it hasn't thrown me into we have arrived. It's basically just got me into maybe. So I'm not trying to steal anybody's excitement, but you know, I'm 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 beyond excited about what I've been seeing in terms of growth and 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 how fun this offense has been. But we don't have like peak Aaron Rodgers. We don't have Devontae Adams. We don't have like those true top three, top five, number one players really anywhere right now. We don't have David Bakhtiari or Corey Lindsley or Travis Kelsey or so we have good players. And we got a bunch of like tier two guys. We got a bunch of Eddie Lacy's all over, you know. We love them, cheer for them, good dudes. They show up and make some crazy plays. They're not elite. They're not going in anybody's Hall of Fame, but they're likable and they're talented and they have high ceilings, although they may never see it. And, you know, if one of them, two of them, three of them end up becoming Bakhtiari, Devontae Adams, that's awesome. But I think I think that is the argument for MHJ. I always get those it, M, Marvin Harrison. Yeah, MHJ. MJH, MJ, MJ, Michael Jordan, Jackson, I don't know. But I think that's the argument for it, is we need those somewhere, those elite players. But let's see what we got. Team full of number twos is not a bad thing. A team full of top 15, top 20 players is not a bad thing. But um, anyways, I'm I'm going off on my own little tangent here. But I, I guess that's just where it feels like we have a slight difference. Hey, Ryan Carver, Virginia. Uh, One last call. Then I'll stop. Hopefully they all make it in before the Thanksgiving game. Um, yeah. I do want to say also, I owe AJ Dillon an apology. I was ready to get rid of him. Um, and I just hope he keeps this up because I don't know what what happened. I don't know what the running back coach or what some coach said to him, what happened. But the last probably three-ish weeks at least, he is not falling over himself. He's more sure-footed. He's making good cuts. Um, I know I had 2.1 yards per carry today, but it just didn't you watch him run and just like the, the, you know, the eye test, like he's running so much better. He's, he's putting his shoulder down and actually, you know, running some people over, you know, giving them, uh, the bruises that he should, that he just hasn't really seemed to be. Um, and then out of the backfield catching them all, he's look good. Um, he's probably going to be featured more here upcoming. So, I mean, this would be a great chance to see if we want to extend him in the next, next season and let him be the guy. Um, and then real quick, Jada Reed, 463 yards, four touchdowns. Romeo Dobbs, 396 yards, seven touchdowns. Luke Musgrave, 341 yards, one touchdown. Dontavian Wicks, 331 yards, one touchdown. 
Christian Watson, 257 yards, two touchdowns. Just the amount of receivers we have, you know, nobody's running away with it, but they all just have good stats. And the fact that... It's like the wish version of uh, the 2010 Packers, right? You're just loaded with guys that are all relatively equal in talent, you know? And there's just, it's not like there's one or two top players. You got like five across the board. So it's pretty cool. I mean, I know we're, what, 11 games in now? We got uh, six left. But we could very well have five 500-yard receivers, which would be pretty incredible if you ask me. And um, Luke Musgrave, you know, everybody thinks, oh, he's not having the best year. He has 341 yards. I mean, he's to have end up with like 600 yards and touchdowns. Well, and, and he also had a relatively slow start. You know, it took a while to kind of get them in sync. And again, there were those missed throws that could have put him on the map earlier, but he's starting to emerge. And 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 even when he did start to get it figured out, or or not even that it's his fault, the the team started to figure out how to get him involved or whatever. A lot of it was shorter passes, and you're like, well, this is we're barely scratching the surface with what this guy can do. And now we're starting to see a little bit more of the deeper passing and the touchdowns and that kind of stuff. So we're just getting into it. And um, already his stats are starting to show up on people's radar. As a rookie, that's not bad. Um, and then Dobbs is just a touchdown machine, obviously. But And then Jaden Reed. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I've liked these skill position players all year, even though it just hasn't been coming together. And it's finally coming together. And then you look at the numbers, and it's like, well, they've, they've kind of been putting the numbers up all year, you know. Um, uh, offense where you can spread the ball around to so many weapons and not have a Devontae Adams that the defense can just key in on, that's a dangerous offense. So hopefully they can keep it up. Go back to them. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on board with all that. I, I just want to go back up to the top with the Dylan thing. Um, slight disagreement in that two things. Number one, I don't necessarily think Dylan is owed an apology. I mean, I don't know what you said or what anybody else said, but you know, generally my whole thing is I'm going to say what's real right now. And if that is, this isn't good enough and we're going to need to replace him, I'm not really going to apologize for saying that because that's pretty much exactly correct. Now, again, it depends what you say and how you, like, we should cut him right now. He's a piece of crap. I I have no idea. He may be owed an apology. But I don't feel bad for saying that he was playing poorly when he was playing poorly. However, again, exact same note from Kyle, I'm not going to fall to my knees and worship mediocre running back play. (laughs) And I... I feel like I'm being a grump lately with the defense for tomorrow's podcast um, and with, you know, everything else that I've been commenting on. But it just, look, I mean, it's not as though we went from mediocre play to elite play. We went from this guy needs to be cut to, hey, that's pretty good. And even that, like you said, it was two yards per carry, three yards per carry. Like this is not, and some of that's on the offensive line, but still, I mean, we're at a at a point now where it's like, okay, Dylan is worthy of being your number two bruiser. And I like Dylan. I was excited about him. The idea that he could be Derrick Henry was like, I I just, I love that. I hate that we've gotten away from that style of running back. And if you can get that kind of a guy who's athletic enough to be able to still play in today's NFL, but can be that bruising back. I love the idea of that so much. And as somebody who has been dying for A.J. Dillon to be a premier back in the league, I'm going to sit here right now and say, I don't think we're going to be looking at this going, eh, maybe just stick with some undrafted free agents because Dillon is the guy. And you can, I mean, he can be the guy. That's fine. I don't mind. 
but we're in a very similar situation to a lot of other positions where it's like, okay, he's fine, but he's he's not he's not premier. He's not top ten. He's not going to take over a game. Now, maybe occasionally, if you start giving him 20, 25 carries in a game, he's going to have some big games in there. I do think he's one of those guys that maybe takes a while to get going. And once, you know, like that, that I keep coming back to that Titans game. That was the game where, for me, it was like, oh, dude, this guy's going to be something special. There was nobody else. Jamal was hurt. Aaron Jones was hurt. So they gave him the ball all the time. He had probably 25 some odd carries, and like three of them were big rumbles, you know. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm happy that he's running better, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna gush over it necessarily. Um, tell you what, let's take our second break. I know it feels like I'm doing it one per call here, but again, I got to get out of here. So we'll take another break. We'll come back and listen to uh, what Jim from Arkansas has to say. Hey, Ryan. This is Jim from Arkansas. Howdy. Hey, I got two things for you today. All right. Uh, the first one is I, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the M- Malik Taylor. What's mm. his name? Malik Keith? It, Malik that Keith. guy, man, when he caught that pass in the game, he was just so elated and so yeah, happy. He was. I forgot. It, it was that. amazing to watch that. Um, I haven't seen anyone on the Packers seem just so pumped and so happy for something to happen on the sidelines. In a long time. It's really exciting to see that. You know, hopefully we, we get more of that kind of emotion out of uh, our young guys. And, uh, hey, the second one is that uh, that prize picks ad that keeps playing during your show. Is that your voice? Like, it kind of <laughs> sounds like you, but uh, a little too slow and a little too deep. And I tried to use the uh, speed thing on my podcast app player and speed, speed it up. up a little bit and then it just sounded really funky so <laughs> i don't know if that's you or just someone with a much deeper voice that sounds kind of like you anyways uh yeah go pack go well i've already addressed it but i am glad that uh that's being noticed and hopefully it's not too annoying because i just i found it funny and again i just i just stuck with it but yeah, I forgot about that that catch. He was super jacked up. I think they said that was his first catch, NFL regular season catch or whatever. So he was super fired up about it. And and that's part of the energy that we're starting to see. You know, Valentine has that energy. You know, and, and we got these young guys starting to come together. It's just it's just fun. It's fun. You know, are they elite football players? No, but they're young. They're they're figuring out how to do this whole thing. And um if they can keep it up and just, you know, match that energy, man. We need more of it. I know that's not how some guys operate. Romeo Dobbs is not that dude. You know, he's very laid back, reserved, whatever. Kenny, same way, whatever. But I just, I want them to to be that way, to just have that intensity. Dude caught one catch for not very many yards, and he lost his mind. It's like a childlike excitement. The more we can have of that, the better, in my opinion. What's up? It's A.A. Ron from Eau Claire, and uh, watching the game yesterday was really fun. I am at the point now uh, where I'm just watching to see what happens, and my expectations are kind of just to see how things go, and I think that's a lot more fun to watch that way. Um, And especially when a game like yesterday happens, and uh, yeah, I mean, I hear a lot of people saying, well, 
you know, Justin Herbert, you know, and the Chargers offense, they missed a few easy plays and blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's just kind of how football and sports is. Like, everyone misses easy stuff. And um, you, you can't necessarily hold that against the Packers for winning that way, I guess. I mean, how many times over the course of the season would the Packers have won if they would have just hit a few easy things? Um, so I uh, I don't really want to hear that. You know, it's almost like, like nobody wants to – everyone wants to be hypercritical when, when the Packers lose or when something bad happens. But people have a really hard time just accepting when something good happens and going, yep, that was good. Yeah. Uh, but I know that there was a couple of uh, of uh, glitchy offensive plays by the Chargers. But at the same time, you know, this is a really good Chargers offense. It wasn't like they were missing a bunch of their key players. They, they had their, you know, super high-level receiver and running back um, in the game the whole time, which... They have a lot more experience and a lot more proven uh, ability than the Packers' offense did, and they uh, they didn't they didn't manage to outplay the Packers. So, I mean, what more? <laughs> I don't understand the the complaining about it. I guess um, you know, and and uh, this is a Chargers team that put up over 30 on Detroit and we held them to 20 and I don't care if it's a couple mistakes they made or whatever um, you know this is a very very high powered offense that uh, as they were showing statistics on the screen oh, three minutes <laughs> alright let's just do it um, as they were showing statistics on the screen about Justin Herbert and the, the Chargers being, I think it was like the fourth highest scoring offense in the last however many years, and then the number one, like, points defense or whatever, giving up the most amount of points, and that's why they didn't have a better record. So, I mean, that, that uh, Chargers offense is no joke, and um, regardless of you know, guys slipping on the field or dropping gimme passes, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, you know, there was some pressure in Herbert's face. There was some uh, good coverage and some really good plays that the defense actually made. And uh, I think, it, like, thinking back to Aaron Rodgers, I remember some of those teams that could really, you know, make Rodgers' life difficult. It wasn't like they weren't giving up touchdowns. Um, it was it was that they held them to 20 points or to 24 points or to 17 points and, you know, only allowed a handful of really good plays, which I think is the case of elite quarterbacks. You know, if you're able to really shut down an elite quarterback or a very good quarterback and allow, you know, less than 10 points or something, I mean, that's like – that's an amazing game and probably a bit of a 
just a fluky down performance from that quarterback. So I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't know what we have to complain about after the way this season has started. Um, <laughs> I just I don't know. I, I I don't I don't really understand um, people complaining about you know oh it was just the Chargers. Yeah, well we're just the Packers right now. We're not even. Now we're tied with the Chargers for for record four and six, but before this game we were underdogs by anybody's uh, metrics. So, um, yeah. So I don't know. I I don't see really much of a reason to complain about this game. Um, uh, so yeah, go pack, go. Really enjoyed it, and uh, two two close football games in one week close together that is you know four days apart so i think we can be thankful for that yeah and i that's something i've mentioned a few times as far as you know there's nothing wrong with mentioning things that are that are wrong right it's not like we won so you just have to shut up and be happy about everything but i do think sometimes it's hard for some people to stop being critical and just allow things to be good Right, I've I've mentioned that like with Jordan Love because I've been obviously critical of him and the way that he's played, and so I've made comments similar to you know this or that wasn't great. However, I'm not going to rip him for that because it was a good day, and I think it's easy to continue to be critical because we're so hyper focused on whatever it is we don't like. Right, so like for me, I'm worried about his accuracy. So I see an incomplete pass, and even though that's completely normal. To be an off-target pass, my brain goes, oh, frickin' A, I thought he was better. I thought we fixed this. It's like, well, hold on. We're still within the normal parameters of a, you know, what a quarterback does. So let's slow down. And, you know, another thing I've mentioned before is allow yourself to be happy. Not everything has to be perfect. Allow yourself to be happy. Enjoy the win. So I agree. Again, there's nothing wrong with still analyzing things and still looking at it and saying, this is not good enough or that's not good enough. Uh, you know, and as far as the Chargers thing, I think both viewpoints are valid, which I know seems to not make sense because they conflict with each other. But I don't see anything wrong with saying, you know, this is a team that puts up 30 points, you know, on lots of teams and uh, is a top 10 offense and we held them to 20 points and you should be happy with that. Fair enough. But I also don't think there's anything wrong with looking at it and saying, okay, the defense clearly didn't do very well in a lot of instances. And I think the slipping and the dropping and the shooting themselves in the foot thing is relevant because it's it's not a credit to our defense that guys are slipping and dropping passes. I mean, if you just have that last play where he catches that pass, instead of holding him to 20 points, they get 27 points and win. And 27 points is very close to 30. And that's not even counting all the other drops and slips. And the fact that that pass at the end of the game wasn't caught had nothing to do with how good our defense is. So, you know, again, I, I, I think it's, I think both are true. I think we should be happy with what happened and allow ourselves to be happy. But I also think looking forward, if you had to summarize how good the defense is and predict going forward how good the defense would do, you'd be better served to not assume that this is just a top 10 defense. Now, if you're going against a bad offense, fine. But I think with teams like the Chargers, for example, or like the Lions that are coming up, 
Maybe they'll keep him under 20. That's entirely possible. They may keep him under 20, under 14, who knows? I don't think that's the safe bet, though. Same with the Chargers. It just so happened that they did, largely because the Chargers were playing like crap and not like they usually do. And maybe the Lions will do that, too. But I don't think you can rely on the defense to make enough plays to keep top 10 offenses from scoring more than 20 points. That's my position on it. But, you know, whatever. Hey, Ryan Turner, Virginia. Um, what's up, Dan? Look it up. It's actually true. I thought it would be a very much a long shot for us to make the playoffs, and I know we still have a hard road ahead. But, um, sorry if you get my three-year-old yeah, screaming in the background. No. We are eighth in the conference right which means we are one spot outside of playoffs in the Vikings, which is kind of crazy. So we are four and six in one spot outside of the playoff spot. So, um, <laughs> keep straight in big games. We actually have, Kid is super you know, jacked. pretty decent chance. I mean, if we can, see if we can beat the Lions or the Chiefs. You know, after them, it's schedule softens up a little bit. So, um, I don't know. We're more hope now too. Go back up. Yeah, and, and I mean that's just going to be the theme of this whole thing. I, I don't want to get. And I know I'm the one that said it, but I don't want to get too swung in the other direction. I mean, it was one win against a pretty mediocre team at home, you know, and and it's. I would say it's very likely that we swing the other direction. And I'm going to be saying the same thing, right? So I'm happy that everybody's happy, but I don't want to get so happy that we set ourselves up to be extra miserable if we get embarrassed on national television on Thanksgiving with our whole families there against a division rival who has usurped us for the top of the NFC North. Because what's going to happen is We all get our hopes up so high that maybe things have changed. Maybe Jordan is this elite quarterback. Maybe we do have these great receivers, and we got bad throws, and we got drops, and we got a crap defense, and we lose like 10 to 32, and suddenly it's worst team in football, tank for I don't give a crap for all the players because we need all new players. Our offensive line sucks. Our quarterback sucks. Our coach sucks. Everything sucks. So it's just, I think my whole thing is like, there's been so many wild swings this whole entire year. And I, I, I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong about anything. Again, I'm the one that spent an entire podcast talking about the playoff. So I get it. And you're right. I mean, it's it's there. It's possible. It can be a thing. I just, I'm just concerned about, <laughs> I, I know I don't make any sense because it's like, hey, allow yourself to be happy, but I'm spending this whole time because I just, I just know how this goes. And we, we've actually even talked about this. Like Part of the reason this was such a frustrating start to the season is because we allowed ourselves to be so excited about the possibility that maybe this is about to be a really good team. Maybe the defense is really going to be good this year. Maybe Jordan is going to be a top 10 quarterback and, and, and Watson's going to be top 10 and Reed and Musgrave are going to be dominant. Like we, we just allowed ourselves to believe that and it made everything else hurt, especially after beating the Bears like that. It's like, dude, we're going to smoke so many teams. We're going to the playoffs. We're going to win the division. It just made it hurt that much more. So one win, we get super amped up, and we run into a buzzsaw. It's just going to make that next week, which is going to be a long week, suck, which is unfortunate. We, we win, and it's a short week, and then we lose, maybe, in this hypothetical situation we do, and we get an extra long week. And, and maybe the worst part about that is not only do we have to contemplate how much of that sucked and contemplate sucking in general, but then we get to look forward to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we have a whole other week after that. So we'll see, man. Maybe we beat the Lions and then it's then it's straight to the freaking moon, man. I mean, if we can beat the Chargers and start talking like playoffs and Jordan is the man 
and like we're we're doing it. If we beat the freaking Lions, I don't care how much they have started to suck or they almost lost to the Bears. It's, it doesn't matter. I don't care. We're all going to the moon, and I, I'll buy my ticket as well. Let's just ride that freaking thing, man. Let's just go. Let's just go for it. Why not? All aboard. <laughs> but I guess the message is allow yourself to be happy, just not too happy. Just be kind of happy. Be content. You know? Like your kid got a B- minus on a test. Like, oh, all right. You're not a complete freaking moron junkie loser. That's a bonus. You're not a rocket scientist. Or maybe you're a genius and you just don't apply yourself. I don't know, but this is, uh, this is fine. This is, this is adequate. Good job, sort of. You know, you're not going to flunk out of high school. You're not going to be an engineer. It is what it is. Maybe you'll start a roofing company or something. I don't know. But anyways, I got to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.